listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, this Friday afternoon. And since it's Friday, it is time for the Agenda Cafe. And I'd like to welcome back our co host, Karen Ko. Karen, it's great to speak to you. How are you? I'm great. Uh, it's great to be back here again on Friday. I mean, the week just goes so fast. And here we are again with another Agenda Cafe. Especially with the public holiday in the middle. I feel like, you know, it's a, it's like a new start. Yes, I, I woke up this morning thinking, is it Saturday? But no, it's not. <laughs> it's tomorrow. <laughs> but anyway, let's take a look at what we're talking about today, which is quite a, a serious, um, you know, unfortunately not so uplifting topic, but something that has been talked about quite a lot. We're looking at how the coronavirus pandemic has impacted the um, occurrence of domestic violence, domestic abuse uh, in Hong Kong. So... If you've read any news at all in the last three or four months, we've been hearing stories from other parts of the world, from Australia, the US, France, Spain, that the the rates of domestic abuse have skyrocketed since the pandemic started, and especially in those countries because lockdowns were enforced. So partners were literally forced to be together 24-7 in their homes, um, which led to these these rates of domestic abuse um, going up. So I thought... We haven't really talked about what's happening in Hong Kong. Um, so I thought it'd be good to take a look at, you know, what the situation is during the pandemic, you know, what, how that compares with how it is generally. Um, and we have two fantastic guests joining us to talk about that. Uh, I'd like to welcome Dr. Anna Choi, who's Associate Professor in the Department of Social and Behavioral Sciences at City University in Hong Kong. And, um, Anna's also a registered social worker, an accredited family mediator, and an approved counseling, um, supervisor. And her research area is intimate partner violence and family conflict. And we're also joined by Doris Lee, who's the executive director of Harmony House. And Harmony House is really a one-stop anti-domestic violence service agency uh, with a wide range of um, services. And they also organize community education programs and are really trying to promote healthy family relationships. So Anna and Doris, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Hi. welcome. (laughs) Yeah. So um, Anna, let's start with you. First of all, if you can define um, domestic abuse for us. I mean, because we think, when we think about it, we just think of, okay, usually a man hitting a woman but it's a lot more than that isn't it yes actually the domestic violence we can find different kind of the domestic violence according to the relationship that uh, can be a spousal abuse or we say that it's an intimate partner violence because the intimate partner violence does means not just only the spousal relationship but also is a cohabiting relationship and also the ex-spouse so uh, nowadays we say the intimate partner violence rather than the spousal abuse because it can make more understanding that the extend the relationship the uh, man to woman woman to man that's to uh, focus on the intimate relationship so also including the dating relationship so this is a we say the IPV this is our jargon we say the IPV that's mean intimate partner violence but other than that actually the domestic violence also including uh, other type uh, for example is child abuse elderly abuse this is also a kind of the domestic violence but now in this period of time we're already talking about the violence against women is most likely focused on the intimate partner violence or spousal abuse. 
Now, when you know, when we talk about violence, um, apart from just physical violence, mm -hmm. what what other kinds of abuse fall in under that term? Well, this very thank you very much for your question. Yes, not just only the physical violence, but also the psychological and also the sexual. In general, we can find the three different type of the violence uh, abuse type, but it's the most common uh, cases that in the one kind of not just only one kind of violence happened in one case because most likely is the more than one kind of violence because most likely not physical violence at the same time also have a psychological violence and the sexual violence actually is not easy to identify because the the victim is not easy to disclose that. It's most likely we can more easy to identify the victims by the physical injuries. So the physical violence become a more common type. But in fact, this is not true because psychological violence is a very common, but it's not easy to identify. So it's most likely you get by the professionals or also get by the victim also not aware that this is a kind of violence. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering about that. If, for example, um, someone's in a in a relationship and their partner is very controlling, like they won't l allow them to use their phone or they mm. want to know where are you 24 hours a day or they won't give them money or um, those kinds of control. Is that That's also a form of abuse, isn't it? Yes, this is also... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Remind me to... to <laughs> Okay. Yes. Um, this yes this is a kind of control because yes, it's very good that um, uh, we can introduce a concept about the power and control. This is a very important concept in the intimate partner violence. We say the power and control in the relationship. So this is a very common way to control the partner. Uh, actually, for the abuser, we think that this is a kind of a love. They will, because they not know that this is a control. This is just demonstrate the power and demonstrate. Uh, this also to to uh, will affect the well-being of the the partners. So it's very important that to understand uh, how the the impact of the psychological abuse or, or violence or on the victims. Yeah, well, uh, we're also on Facebook Live as well, so do join us. Uh, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see Doris and Anna there also. Let's also bring in uh, Doris Lee, the Executive Director of Harmony House. Um, first of all, Doris, uh, welcome on the program. Um, tell us a little bit more about Harmony House and the services that you provide. What do you do there? Yes, actually, it's a Harmony House, just like Karen said, mm -hmm. that uh, we are the agencies that specialize in combating the domestic violence. Mm -hmm. And in our uh, agencies that uh, we provide service, that uh, we have uh, women's shelters for the abused women and children. And also, we provide community educations to educate the public about how to avoid domestic violence and also how to prevent um, the relationship from being abusive. And also, we hope to teach the people to be aware and to be more sensitive to the victims a while uh, around you. And then uh, if you have some relatives or friends that uh, you can refer them to the appropriate services. And also that uh, we will provide casework and groups and also that we have three hotline service. One is for women and then one is for men and one is for children. If they have the problems regarding domestic violence issues that they can call up to for help. Now, Doris, when we talk about um, how common domestic mm. abuse and violence is mm. in Hong Kong, from, from what you see at Harmony House, how would you describe the problem in Hong Kong? Uh, I, I found that uh, the domestic violence cases usually are underreported. Even that uh, 
I, I, I refer to uh, Anna's uh, information in Hong Kong that is it true that uh, in the police that we have the statistics that uh, around 3,000 cases that are being reported in the social welfare departments regarding the intimate partners' violence. But I think 3,000 is not uh, really the real figures. Mm-hmm. And from the police that uh, they told us that uh, in uh, 2020s that around usually around 10, more than 10,000 uh, family conflict cases that happen in Hong Kong that they have reported to the police. However, not many people that uh, they have been uh, prosecutors because that they may uh, the, maybe the, they have the conflicts but the uh, severity is not so serious. That's why they are not classified as needed for the prosecution. Mm. And some of the cases that I think many of them actually that need more counseling service that, that they need to follow up. But usually the cases, sometimes they will be referred by the police or some, some may not be referred by the police or they just give them a yellow information card mm-hmm. that lets the families that they can approach the social service agency for help. And some of the families, they may not, uh, approach the social service agency for help, even they know the information, regardless of whatever the reasons are. Mm. But uh, um, maybe I think that that's why the, all, the, all these cases are under-reporting, because mm. and maybe some of the families may not take the initiative or motivate us to seek help immediately after, the, after reporting to the police. Well, let's mm. talk about how these cases are being dealt with. It's mm. interesting, Doris, you use the word conflict. Yeah. As opposed to abuse, so if 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 there's you know hitting in the family and then the police gets called, mm-hmm. how does it get dealt with? Talk us through. I mean, no one case is the same, so each individual domestic violence case is all separate, very different. But you know, typically these are reported as conflicts rather than mm-hmm. abuse. Talk us through that process of reporting. I think it is more obvious that if there's a physical injury happens and mm-hmm. then you hurt somebody, mm-hmm. then I think that this is uh, not uh, uh, a family conflict. Actually, that this it's- is. Abuse, assault, assault, and also that yeah. maybe these deserve the families to go to the prosecutions mm. by the police. Mm. Yes, right. and and do you think actually it's that's the right path that that the police are the first stop? You know, are the police equipped enough to to know what to do to say okay, this may not be a one-off case, this may be a pattern of repeated behaviour, or should should people be going somewhere else other than the police? Or should someone go with the police to assess that situation? Anna? Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's a very good question. That I, I know that how, how many houses have provided mm-hmm. training to the police mm-hmm. regularly, but I think it's not easy uh, mm. to totally, completely to change the mindset of the police. Because actually, if all the police would just focus on the evidence, I think... Actually, but but I, I need to, to, to declare that I'm not a police. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I don't really understand that. I really not understand. We not really to, to know more details of the procedure. But it's a very important, maybe for the police, it's a, the first thing is the evidence. So the injury, the physical side, this is the evidence. But you said just now earlier, the psychological, yes. you can't see these. They would say that, oh, just conflict, right? Yeah. Because... I think it's not easy for the police to investigate very deeply the whole history, the in the past experience, everything. But just in this scene, what happened? So they would say that, oh, just conflict is a conflict. Yeah, Doris, yeah. what sorts of training does Harmony House provide to the mm. police then? Oh, yes. 
Actually, so the police also invites our workers to share with them about um, actually so how should we deal with mm-hmm. all those uh, victims and then all those survivors and abusers. I think that some of the signs that they should take note about, I think the uh, feelings and also mm-hmm. um, the interaction, the past histories. And then I think that we hope to raise the sensitivities of those police mm-hmm. around all those uh, survivors, especially now, you know, there are more... Um, men that they maybe they are the victims too. Mm-hmm. I think before that the police may not be aware that men will be mm-hmm. the victims. Yes, yeah. that's why that uh, we would like to share with them about this these types of the cases that we observe, yes. And then uh, also that uh, we will, um, I think that the police mm-hmm. told us that uh, in their trainings that they did have uh, included domestic violence yes. into their training. Yes, even that they're CID or even they said uh, just a police, that frontline policeman. Mm. Yes. Mm. And Doris, what you said, you know, that you believe the numbers are very underreported. Mm. What would lead someone to choose not to report? Say mm. they're a victim of regular domestic abuse. Why would they not want to report it? I think that um, there's a lot of struggles, I think, uh, uh, being faced by the victims, I think. Mm. And in most of the cases, some of the victims say that maybe the uh, abusers will change. Yes. One mm. time I report to police, maybe they, uh, if they know that I can mm. report to police, next time he will change. He may not want to disclose so many family problems to the others. And then they, in the, I think in the first few years in the relationship, mm. they really think that the men will change, the abusers will change. That's why they may not uh, easily then to put all those cases to the courts. And also sometimes it's really true that the abusers may change a little bit and improve after report, reporting to, a pol- to the police for a short period of time. Yeah, I think this um, this phenomenon will make the, uh, the victims believe that and trust that uh, the situation will be improved in the future. And also, I think family uh, domestic violence is really a, I think, a, a taboo. Even mm. now, uh, Hong Kong is uh, very developed, and also uh, we are very open. Yeah, but some of them will say that it is a shame, a family mm. shame to disclose to the others that I'm beaten up by my uh, close partners. I think that this also, mm. also the shame and also the taboo will make them uh, fears to disclose more of their problems to the others. Then that's why they will hide all those facts. Even uh, I think in our shelters that our women told us that usually they will um, tolerate for a few years mm. unless that they have the children and then they found the children and being infected by the, this uh, uh, so a conflictual relationship and they saw that uh, the children may learn from the abuser and also have some abusive behavior and then they will be aware that it's the time to leave the relationship or to report mm. these cases to somebody and they need assistance. Yeah, I think it's worth noting that, you know, domestic violence is a very sort of secretive behavior. I mean, Doris and Anna, you guys mentioned that it is still a taboo. The Mm. abuser is not Mm. going to tell people I'm abusing my spouse Mm. and the person being abused isn't going to admit to it because of the shame Mm -hmm. that's associated uh, with it. And many women, and I say women, and I know men also, you know, experience domestic violence, Mm. which we'll get to maybe in the second part of uh, today's program. The point that, you know, that these women are usually the 
the image of the battered woman, the, 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 the small, mm. the shy woman, may not necessarily be the case. A lot of these women are very capable. Mm. They're very smart. Um, on the surface, they appear very confident. Mm. Um, and they actually are, you know, you know, they're not the, the, the image that you have of the woman who's being abused. So let's explore that, uh, you know, briefly b before the news. Um, these women are actually quite confident and, and quite capable um, in their own right. Anna? Yes, uh, actually, I, I would like to to mm. to, um, to say one more point that why does women not willing to mm. to have one thing I for especially for the psychological abuse case because mm. the women not just like mm. in general public not aware that this is a kind of violence or abuse, and even the women to share this situation with the their friends or relatives, they also will say that it's not really. A serious thing because no uh, injury, no harm, no physical harm. Just like uh, I, I remember one case shared with me that uh, um, her husband always to uh, to go along with her, even to go to work or even to go outside to visit the relative or friends, mm -hmm. always together. Mm -hmm. But uh, but their friends would say that oh wow, is your husband is very so nice, mm. <laughs> always to driving you to go everywhere. But that's actually exhibiting a controlling behavior yes but yeah but the fans will very admire that wow your husband is very very good just mm -hmm. like uh, for me I, I call my husband even my, my husband will not reply my call but mm -hmm. <laughs> answer, not answer my phone mm -hmm. but you mm -hmm. is you have a good husband why you say a lot of things you feel control unhappy stressful mm -hmm. person everything so on the surface these women don't seem like they're being abused yeah. mm -hmm. yes but Actually, when one day uh, I remember I met this woman in the shelter for for the abuse mm. woman that even the women stay uh, admit her in the shelter. The women share her her situation with other abuse women. Other abuse women actually most of them also include will, will experience some physical abuse. But we say that oh you that your husband not abuse you not does mean not to beat you. It's not so serious. <laughs> what, what, even within the, the, the community, there's, oh, you didn't have it as bad as me, but abuse is abuse. Yes, my husband will abuse me. Yes, well, yeah. let's continue with this uh, very okay. interesting discussion uh, after the news. And okay. we invite our listeners uh, to join us as well, so feel free to weigh in as well. Mm. Our email address is 123show at rthk.hk. And we're speaking to Dr. Anna Choi and Doris Lee this afternoon. Welcome back to the Agenda Cafe with me, Noreen Mir, and Karen Ko this Friday afternoon, and we're talking about uh, domestic violence, uh, which is, uh, we're seeing a rise of it uh, across the world uh, because of COVID-19, and couples are literally uh, stuck together at home. And uh, we're joined by two wonderful guests uh, this afternoon. We're talking to Dr. Anna Choi, an associate professor in the Department of Social and Behavioral Sciences in City University of Hong Kong, and she's also a registered social worker, an accredited family mediator, an approved counseling supervisor along with Doris Lee, the Executive Director of Harmony House, which is a one-stop um, anti-domestic violence service agency. And of course, we've got our wonderful co-host, Karen Coe. Yeah, so just before the break, um, Anna, you were talking about how even other victims of domestic violence don't take 
those victims who are just, uh, or not, I shouldn't say just, who are experiencing mm. um, psychological and, and emotional abuse mm. so seriously. But what are the consequences of mm. constant psychological abuse? For mm. example, the controlling behaviour yeah. um, and, and those sorts of behaviours. Yes, I, I think this most common uh, impact is on the mental health. That's uh, just like the case I shared uh, before the break. That this woman have a very serious depression, so need to take the medicine and follow the regulars to see the uh, psychiatric doctor. But uh, but the, the actually for the man, actually her her husband will say that because you're sick, I need, need to protect you. <laughs> So it gets even worse then. Yeah, the most worse. So I feel lucky that once time that um, the woman at home just to break the emotions, to throw everything out, and then uh, I'm not remember that is the woman or the husband or the laborer just call the police. Though so this is the reason why the the woman just admitted into a shelter. But actually, the woman without any physical injury. Okay, it just but for the according to the police record, it's a kind of a very conflict only. But actually, the women admitted in the shelter, and we talk have a time to talk in depth with the women uh, for the history, what happened in relationship with the husband. We find just like we we find that it's a lot of the control that to make the women cannot breathe and very stressful, very anxiety because the the man that's mean the, her her husband just make a phone call to call her. Um, around half hour, we make one call. Every half hour. Every half so hour. So every thirty minutes, he yes. wants to know because what's going on. Because all of them is a working parents, and mm. they have an adult child's two son. It's adult son. So the woman need to go to work, and the, and also the husband also need to go to work. But they they are not in the same company. But actually, every thirty minutes, just mm. to make a phone call. Hello. Just to check on her. Just to check. Oh, what are you doing now? So uh, how yeah, could yeah. how could you treat a couple like that? Um, you know, yeah. when it is that kind of abuse. Um, I uh, maybe I use this case as a sample that in this case we actually in, in the shelter the social worker tries to help this case help the women to understand that this is a kind of abuse and don't know that for what reason why it's a very uh, understand and understood that her uh, stress or her anxieties. It's a, it's a kind of acceptable. What well, I mean acceptable, that's easy to understand that. It's, it's not, um, it makes sense. Maybe I would say that it makes sense. Because under this stressful environment. Somebody to check on you every <laughs> half an hour. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It causes a lot of so, anxiety. Okay, yes, uh, to, to, to be accepted, to be understood is very important for, for the abuse of women. So, because for this woman, they say that this is the first time someone to tell her that to, to tell her that this is acceptable, this is under, being understood, because when she shared that with her to her sister, mother, best friend, always say that your husband is wonderful, no lady outside, mm. <laughs> and give money every month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doris, you also yeah. raised a really interesting point just now. Sometimes mm. these women will hit breaking point and they'll mm. speak out when they mm. fear that their children are witnessing this abuse cycle. Mm. And we often hear about the abuse cycle, that mm. the perpetrators, these abusers, were often you know, abused as children. Mm. So mm. how do you break that cycle or how do you sort of make the, mm. the, the abusers realise that you know, 
they're, they're perpetuating the cycle by mm. doing that to their own family. Mm. I think if uh, we can engage that the abusers to mm. come to the counselling service, it mm. is great. Yes, and actually so we can see there's a growing trend of the multi, you know, that's the multi-violence cases, mutual mm. violence cases. That mm. means that both the, both the uh, couples that they have uh, violence against each other. Mm. I think that for your cases that uh, if this is only an abuse case, that abusive cases, that means that only the abusers doing the abusive behaviour Mm. But uh, the victims are the children and uh, the women. For us, that we will like to uh, engage the abusers and tell mm. them that uh, if he would like really want to uh, improve the family relationship. Mm. Actually, sometimes for some uh, controlling men, I think that um, it really they love the family. Mm. But uh, maybe the, the behavior or the way of loving uh, will include some of the control. And then also, um, I think, uh, make the other people feel bad. But yeah. they, don't they don't know. Realize. They don't realize. They don't know. Yeah. And actually, is that uh, we would like to uh, tell them that uh, if you really want to preserve your family and keep the family in harmony and in a unity, and don't want to break it, that means that uh, you have to change it. Yeah. Sometimes the men will listen. If they found this, the wife is really suffer, and then they really want to leave the relationship. They will be aware that yes, if I want to make my families to be a cohesive or to united one. I don't want to uh, break my family. That means that he need to change and then he will change because of the wife and also because of the children. Yes. Especially we, 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 you know that in our uh, agencies that we have a, um, a program called Caring Dead. Caring mm, okay. that program because uh, the, we found that using uh, uh, fatherhood or uh, a parenting uh, mm. uh, group will engage the abusers to learn to be uh, humble mm. and also uh, considerate yeah. daddy. Yeah. And that's why the, we found that um, through this program, you will uh, motivate the men to change a little bit in mm. their abusive behavior and also their controlling behavior. So you're yes. trying to keep the families together by yes. educating them about how mm. this behavior is, although they feel it comes from love, yes. it's, it's too much love, it's it's smothering. Mm. I think that they may, they may learn, uh, know how to learn to be uh, non-violent, uh, uh, problem-solving skills or communication mm -hmm. skills with the wife and children. I think they need to learn. And sometimes yes. they're just so frustrated that they, sure. they want to get their message across and the only way they can do it is yes. by, you know, mm -hmm. anger or, right. or, or yeah. because they're just feeling yes. other emotions. Yes, maybe right. learn from their childhood experience. Exactly. Yeah, mm. because, yes, it's a very common for the abuser. They mm. are childhood also were maybe witnesses that... Maybe their dads that, were yeah, angry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they think that this is... a common acceptable way to 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 maintain the spousal relationship they don't know how to maintain a harmony mm. relationship with spouse because they learn from their parents they mm. think it's a man authority in the family it's to a leader like yeah. this, yes mm. to be the head of the family yeah. need to show a little bit of anger right. <laughs> yes. Yes. so this is a very important need to make mm. the man know that this is not a good way this is a, maybe it, and, and also this is this way will destroy the family Absolutely. so we need to give the message to them and we all just like Boris say that mm. all the men I think most of men they also love their yes. spouse and children's their family and um, but they don't know how to do that yeah. just to to do something their parents done yeah, I also want to bring up the point about mm. men being the, the victims mm. of domestic violence as well. Mm. We often talk about women being mm. the victims, but of course men can also mm. um, 
be be abused also is it quite common here in hong kong um how how reported or how underreported um is it do we, do we have any figures at all I, I think anna is also an expert yeah yeah <laughs> really? yeah 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 she will help us to do a research yes, yes a research yes in, in this coming few years yes like yes about about yeah. uh, i think the main victims yes actually it's in yeah. hong kong uh, the number is growing and then in uh, usually uh, from our figures uh, if we have 100 uh, mm-hmm. victims, usually normally at 16% around mm-hmm. our male victims. Yeah. Yes, but when compared with the other countries, it, yeah. this is um, not not very high. Mm-hmm. I think in in the US or so I think in, in, the, in the UK, US. I think yeah. it's one third. Yeah. yeah, one third. Yeah, it's quite high. In Hong Kong, it's a little bit lower. Yeah. Wow. Yes, yeah. I mean, we're, people are always kind of shocked when they hear <laughs> that you know men can be victims of mm-hmm. of domestic um, mm-hmm. abuse and violence. Mm-hmm. What I mean, what form does it usually take? Is it the similar kind of thing? It's both physical and emotional. Emotional, but it's a very common it's the emotional rather mm. than physical because we understand in the different body size mm. and the physical mm-hmm. ability between men and the women but we say that the men victims can, we can find a different type of the men victims one mm. thing we say that the purely is abused by the female uh, partner there's mm. a man victim is for easy to understand and other type that we we find that some kind of a male victim is, is a kind of a, because uh, how to say it is a, a Victim abuse, abuser victim. We say mm-hmm. that abuser victim because the man is abuser, but when they abu- when abuser the women, the women tries to resist and do some self defensive behavior. So they fight In, back. Is yeah, it the mutual fight destructive? Mm-hmm. No, not really. Yeah. Well, because we, we we classify that is abuser. It's a abuser victim, mm-hmm. and another one just now you say that it's a mutual violence. It's a mutually fight together. It's a, a party of the mutual violence that is it's that a also domestic violence. If you're both also, hitting each yes, other, yes, okay. it's also it's here. I remember that uh, in some research we find out which type of this kind of uh, violence that is the most common time is the fight back, mm-hmm. because so we need to find out the details what happened of, on this family it just on not just only to classify this is a kind of male victim we need to know the the, the history of the this uh, violence experience to know that the, what happened here yeah mm. i want to talk a little bit about the psychology mm. of, of this mm. you know a lot of times we hear people say mm. um why doesn't she just leave him you know mm. that but that's <laughs> but that's often sort of like a mm. got a blaming connotation yeah. to, to it you know it, mm. it isn't like that it isn't so simple but let's talk about that mentality why can't survivors of, of or victims or survivors mm. of domestic violence um, just walk away from that relationship? What, what's keeping them? I, I think it's difficult because yes. they usually engage in an intimate relationship. It takes many years. Yes. And then sometimes that in these uh, uh, relationships, that sometimes that I think they have uh, some sweet period. Yes. yes. And also this makes them feel that they should stay in the relationship and then they just oh, they hate all, yeah yes. they just hate those violent uh, behavior mm. but not the relationship so they right. see it as isolated incidences mm-hmm. or they see right. it as very separate from the rest of the relationship sure, sure. Yes. that's why there's sometimes that uh, they will think that if the if the man or the abusers can change the abusive behavior then i can stay in the relationships that's why they take a lot of the struggles in this uh, emotion and then intimate relationship whether 
whether to leave or to stay. Mm-hmm. And from our cases, most of the uh, victims that they suffer the problems from years. Yeah. Yes, especially for women from three to six years, yes, in the relationship before they report or they uh, seek the assistance from us. And also, Doris, it's not, it's easy to say just leave, but where mm. are you going to go? Mm. I mean, in Hong Kong, for example, if you don't have family to stay with, or yes. you don't have financial support, mm. otherwise, I mean, what can these, what can women like that do? Also, a house, okay. The mm. economics, uh, I think that the stability is mm. also a concern, and also the parents. Yes. Uh, you, if you are parents, that uh, you were concerned, I, I think, I think the welfare of the children. Yes. You, you may, you, you don't, you want a, a whole families yeah. that are, are complete families for the children to grow up. That's what they say. Have lots of the concern about. Unless the situation is really worse, mm. and then they totally lost the hopes of right. that man or that builder that mm. they believe. And, and also, I think the one mm. very important concept for the women that we're facing is a cycle of violence. It is mm. a very important concept. We're understanding what happened in the family because actually, is we understand that for the violence, it mm. doesn't mean that from from day to night is violence. Mm. <laughs> this is a one incident violence, and just like we're talking about that for the abuser, they most like most of them love their spouse, love their family. So after violence, they would do a lot of things, tries to to make it up. Mm, yes, right. <laughs> the, the, peace. Peace. the peace. We call this is a kind of ha- uh, honeymoon honeymoon phase, mm. mm. and then when but. Actually, the relationship, the uh, communication, the conflict management, the everything, no change. After a time, the relationship still turn to conflict, tense, mm. and then violence again. Mm. So violence, honeymoon, violence, honeymoon, this cycle again and again. For victim, just to go through this cycle again and again, they will learn the helplessness. Right. Because they would just to stay here, we say that no choice. Because every time I forgive him, but next time again, yeah. forgive again, and then actually for the abusive women or all the, the abusive person that they they not know how to do because they just stick into this cycle. And they yeah. probably also start to um, understand. Okay, if I s- do this or if I say this, mm. it's going to trigger the violence. So I'm not going to mm. say this. Yeah, they they become very familiar with the person's behavior patterns, right? Yeah, mm. because it's just a pattern. They, they they just like that. They, so this is very important. Know that it's not just only. It's very important just to help the abuser to make the change, mm. and to make the victim to aware that they have choice, their alternative. So, but uh, but yeah. actually, is that when um, the victims and the survivors, if they uh, choose to leave, yeah. to leave, that means that maybe to um, mm-hmm. call for assistance and to our shelters. That yeah. most, I think, nearly uh, over sixty-five percent mm-hmm. will choose to leave the relationship. Mm-hmm. That means really? that yes, so that's really many cases admissions to the women's shelter or mm-hmm. even some crisis support support centers. Sixty five percent will choose to leave the relationship. Wow! Mm-hmm. So that yeah. so when they come to you, if they go to the shelter, they've really reached the end and they right. can't. Right. They just right. can't do it right. anymore because actually they suffer for years. Yes. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. taking these steps. Yeah. On, on this point, I actually want to point out that a lot of people say, "Why don't you just leave mm-hmm. them?" And statistics actually say that you know that the final steps of many mm-hmm. domestic violence, mm-hmm. domestic abuse patterns. Mm-hmm. Is that if if you leave the abuser, they kill you, um, mm. and I think it's 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 yeah. underreported mm. to yeah. say that you know mm. in America, seventy yes. percent of domestic violence murders happen mm. after the victim leaves the abusers, mm. and it's very 
common that you know you've got to exit at the mm. at the right time and and be able to sort of tell people that you've left them and not just leave them and not tell anybody mm. because mm. this sort of abuse thrives on the silence if you don't tell your families if you don't tell mm. your friends if you don't tell your you know people that you're being abused people don't know that mm. you're being abused and that you've left mm. the abuser and something could happen to you i mean mm. what advice do you have for people who finally take the step to leave the the their abusers doris I, I i think that it is very important that uh you you should uh call the professionals mm-hmm. and also call up some bodies that uh, you trust that uh, they will help to keep the confidentialities for you. I think that uh, for the uh, women or for the uh, survivors, if you would like to uh, ask for help, and then usually you can call the hotlines in Hong Kong that we do have lots of the resources mm-hmm. to help the people mm-hmm. uh, from the uh, social welfare department, mm-hmm. from the police, and also from the shelters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have lots of the hotlines, even for men and for women. You can call us that uh, we will provide you some safety plans mm-hmm. to help to protect you and mm-hmm. to leave your home safely yeah with some adequate procedures exactly yeah mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. um one one thing when we introduced the show we wanted to talk about how the pandemic has affected mm-hmm. uh, both uh, the incidences and also your ability to respond mm-hmm. so anna what have you seen since this mm-hmm. you know pandemic started and people mm-hmm. spent a lot more time at home Yes, I think it's a very the pan, pandemic time that a lot of people stay at home and then it's a very easy to have a conflict because the spaces in Hong Kong, we all understand that it's, it's not easy because the, the children still need to stay home to have an all-night <laughs> lesson. Lessons. Yeah, mm. so everyone need to rely on the Wi-Fi <laughs> and also the mm. computers and they they, uh, they ask for the spaces to do their work and also their uh, their school work. So this is one thing that's creating a lot of the conflict. But I remember that according to some colleagues working mm. in the shelter that uh, actually some cases are uh, is admitted in the shelter in this period of time. Uh, they, uh, this is a not, not a first time uh, being a that means this is already is a known case or, mm. or already abused before the pandemic. But in this period of time, in the pan- pandemic, in this period of time, that's um, got, worse. got worse because the conflict higher, and then it's not easy to seek help because everyone stay at home. Mm. So for the victims, cannot find. They could opportunities yeah. to just yeah. call. Yes. Oh, just because, nice. Your question is a very, yeah. very good question. That make a phone call so to find a good time mm. and good pace. Yeah. Because privately, privately mm. and safe is very important. It's, you cannot just in front of an abuser to make a phone call help, yeah. and then it's, no one can help you in this time. So this is the one thing we most concern: how to sit how in this time. And and also some cases they may be for still falling by the social worker, but because of pan- pandemic that the social worker maybe they provide limited service because. But now it's better. Okay. But you, you know that a few months yeah, before that the social workers couldn't visit. And, yeah, it's, kind of, it's 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 also even the face to face uh uh contact they will still to to meet is to minimize that. So for the wait time, we're saying that now is a critical time because mm. the outbreak. So maybe I tolerate later. <laughs> So mm. that is, is the one thing we concern yeah. about. Mm. Doris, what did you see um, happening at the shelter, mm. as, especially during the worst part of mm. the pandemic? Yeah, actually, said uh, from our shelter's cases mm. from uh, January to March, that uh, we have uh, thirty-seven. 
percent increase of the case emissions when mm. compared with the same period last mm. year. <laughs> and and our core, our core is over a twenty percent increase. Yes, when compared with last year's, mm. that means actually there's more core and more cases. Uh, I think are occurring the uh, domestic violence in Hong Kong yeah, during the COVID nineteen period. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you know domestic violence is prevalent. It's not rare as some myths would have us no. believe. No. You know, it happens all around us. How can we be more sort of attuned and and and, and sort of um, be more aware to help some of our friends who may be experiencing that? I mean, you mentioned mm-hmm. a great point just now, Anna. That is not to say to someone, "Oh, your husband is so good." <laughs> He's, you know, <laughs> what are some things that we should be saying? Like, you know, you're not alone, or you know, yeah. what should we say to to friends we suspect is experiencing that? Yeah, uh, uh, thank you very much for your question. Uh, yes, it's very good that we need to do a lot of education to help the public to understand, to aware that what kind was the meaning or what's the definition of the violence, because not just only focus on the physical mm. abuse, and also mm. also including the psychological violence, and also because I think it's a very traditional mindset that it's a family matter. So outsider, say. <laughs> Aside, mm-hmm. not to do. This is not the. Uh, yeah, this, but I think it's this. Or say something like like all relationships have problems. Oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's always like this. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's not so bad. So not know? so bad. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So as I think, um, it's a general problem. I it's a very important that we need to pay attention and patience to listen your friends or relative if they. Um, I cannot say to see how because they will first time they would just want, mm. I want to say something I want to to have a tea time with you or something so tries to pay attention to listen anything different or also to pay attention to emotion because it may be the fact you find that the fact is not so serious but you find an emotion that's very depressed anxiety nervous stressful maybe this is a sign that is not just only a kind of a normal relationship yeah. or normal conflict or something like that. So pay more attention to know and then to help the victim to seek help from the profession. It's a very important. Maybe the, the, the victim will say that, no, no, I'm, I'm not the time to thinking about to leave the relationship. Because some victim will say, we think that, oh, see social worker, that means I apply divorce or I leave relationship. But I think this is very important to give a message to the victims or even the abuser. Seek help does mean the tries to help uh, to to handle this problem mm-hmm. early. Yeah. P when separation, yeah. P when divorce, like kind a of way it. to keep the relationship together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, before the show, I shared with you mm-hmm. something I just read mm-hmm. yesterday mm-hmm. in in the New York Times that. Um, in terms of awareness and actual mm. sort of government help mm-hmm. in China, in um, this city of Yiwu in Zhejiang province, mm. they are going to start a searchable database that will let people who are getting married to check if their prospective partner mm. has a history of domestic violence. Mm. So they're, you know, slowly, mm. in, even in China, they're moving towards um, more awareness and, and giving people the information and, and the data they need to, to help protect themselves. Mm. So... So like a sexual offenders yeah. list that you know you know what you you know you know a little bit more background of the person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. Um, I'd also like to. Oh, I forgot my point now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> that point when you were reading that out. Oh, oh yes, that's it. At rebuilding lives, you know, a lot of the times these um, survivors of domestic violence they go on to have better lives. And let's talk yes. very briefly. Let's talk about rebuilding their lives. How, at Harmony House, how do you um, help them rebuild their lives after um, they survive domestic violence? Oh, usually it's that uh, I, I think for uh, most of the uh, survivors, we tell them you are not alone, Jen. Yes. Uh, we will introduce uh, them some of the um, mutual help groups that because the edges that we have some uh, survivors that uh, now they live a happy life and then we ask them to share the stories and how they, uh, they get the resiliency and how can they live uh, now happily that uh, without uh, with, uh, uh, forgetting and then leaving and letting go the past unhappy things. Yes, we hope that uh, through the mutual support we can help these uh, uh, women to get stronger and stay healthy all the time. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we also yes. will, will refer them to go to some, uh, I think, practical problems that, that they come, I think, the uh, financial assistance, food assistance, mm. and also some uh, legal consultation if we really want to proceed for the uh, divorce. Yes. yes. So you provide all that support sure, at Harmony sure, House. Sure. I think it's very mm. necessary for those women that they get enough, uh, mm. I think, uh, social information to mm. support them. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much indeed uh, for all your sharing. Thank you very much indeed. What a fruitful uh, discussion. Thank you very much uh, to Karen uh, for, for, for coming up with this wonderful topic. And thank you very much to both our guests, uh, Doris Lee, who's the Executive Director of Harmony House, a one-stop uh, anti-domestic violence service agency, and also to Dr. Anna Choi, an Associate Professor in the Department of Social and Behavioral Sciences in the City University of Hong Kong. She's also a registered social worker. Um, also so and I just want to say if anybody needs to contact Harmony House mm -hmm. their website is uh, www.harmonyhousehk.org um, and thank you people can always reach you there yes 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 we love to see uh, we love to see you and also we love to receive your call yeah <laughs> come to us if needed mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Great. And it's really important to know that, you know, domestic mm. violence is a crime and that, you know, you're not alone, as, as Doris yes. has, Anna said. And there are so many resources mm. here in Hong Kong uh, to help you to make sure you're safe and to make sure your children are safe because, you know, your safety is the most important mm. thing, uh, really. And, and we really want to stress that to, to many uh, women and men who may be uh, victims of domestic violence. You know, you too can be a survivor. And mm. I know we want to end on a song also, Karen, yeah. over to you it's um it's it's actually one about domestic violence really about it's a, a man who is pushed his wife too far and she fights back um it's a cover by the pretenders from 1980 a thin line between love and hate <laughs>